Here at Doxedo Hatfield, we are a family on mission. Make sure to get connected by joining us at one of our Sunday services. We hope you enjoy today's message. Great, good day and welcome from my side. My name is Llewellyn Venor. Uh, I'm part of the Doxedo Raslow team and it's so wonderful to share the word with you this morning. Thank you, Joe, and uh, the team for the invite where I can be part of this amazing series, this journey of the ethnic blend, that a journey of diversity from the book of Ephesians. And I want to title my message this morning, the, it's not a race, it's a journey. And that's what we see in this whole, um, whole idea of this ethnic journey through the book of Ephesians. And uh, one of the things that, that I can say, if I think about diversity and I think about ethnic group, there's no other place I could start but by my own family. My own family, um, there's a picture of us, and you can see the difference, <laughs> the diversity just in our family life. And the, our youngest, he's Zarich, as you can see, Zarich, we always say he's the Maori. Uh, he looks like one of those New Zealand guys. And then Jaden, he's a redhead guy, so he looks like uh, Irish. And then obvious, my wife, she's Afrikaans. And then the colored um, in that whole picture. And that's a, the great thing about this. But you know what? We want to speak about this journey. It's not the race. It's a journey. And Ephesians is a first and foremost an encouragement letter because of the Christianity. It was the strong roots in the Jewish history and the religion of that. And it was a, the, it was the nature of the, of the early Christians to, to wonder if, Christ gospel that they were part of it and it was it just a limitation in regards to the Jewish or was it um, we are part of it and and Paul comes and he explains and he and he shares this to them and the ethnic was it only the ethnic heritage or was it we are part of it and Paul uh, the dearly wanted to explain that the Gentiles the brothers and their sisters that knowing that it is not a Jewish culture or Jewish kingdom it's a God kingdom they are first class citizens in Christ. Just as the Jewish and their brethren are first class citizens, so are we. And we get to this, pro- we get to this point across them and, and he uses certain analogies and, and phrases just to emphasize on it and make it stronger to understand that we are the body of Christ, that we are united, that we are God's kingdom on this earth. He, he uses the analogy of marriage that there's two people that has come in union together, and that we are in the relationship of Jesus. And, uh, and I know that Joe, in the few weeks, the past weeks, he, he gave an introduction regarding this, this whole book of Ephesians and where we're going to. And today, just remember about this whole aspect. It's a race. It's not a race. It's a journey. And we speak on this different ethnic groups in our church and in our life and in our society it's amazing to understand that this letter was tremendous encouragement to the non-Jewish believers who received this message from Paul while Paul was in prison and, and that the Christianity wasn't bound to certain ethnic group, but it is in, it was that you are part and parcel of that, that we are included in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And no matter your nationality or your ethnic group uh, heritage, Paul's letter to the Ephesians filled and reminds us about this, that our faith is in Christ and not in our ethnic group and not in who I am and not in my culture or my inheritance. It's about Christ. I don't know about you, but I don't know if you have been lost in translation before. 
But I have been lost in translation before. I remember it was my first year, and here was this colored guy in this white community. And everyone that studied with me in, in my service year, everyone was white. And it was only me, myself, and I who was this colored guy coming from a colored community and a colored background. And uh, he grew up in a colored home. And everything I understood about the colored culture was in me, rooted in me. And suddenly, I'm out of my depth. And here I am in this white environment. And I remember one thing. My one friend, he invited me to a braai. And this is a true story. He invited me to this braai and I went with him to this braai and uh, he, he told me, listen, pitch up at six o'clock and, and so forth. And, and here I am pitched up at six o'clock with nothing, no meat, no drinks, nothing. And he comes up to me, he's asked me, Llewellyn, where's your meat? Where's your, you know, don't you have at least a packet of chips or don't you have a, you know, a cool drink or whatever? And I said to him, no, I don't. And he said, don't you understand how it works when we invite you to a braai? You bring your meal and you bring your drinks and you bring whatever you want to bring to enjoy this time. And I said to him, listen, whoa, you don't understand in my culture where I come from growing up in this colored community. If I invite you to a braai, you just pitch up you, yourself and I, nothing more, nothing less. And I remember how we laughed about it. And he at the end said to me, don't worry, I have extra meat and extra drinks you can I'll share with you but it's that mindset of understanding that we are different although we have one thing in common as South Africa we have braai in common how we do it is different and that helps me to understand that I was lost in translation for a little bit but I came out of it and the apostle Paul comes and explains to us that we should not get lost in translation when it comes to our faith in Jesus Christ because it's not what we did, but it's because of what he did for us. Listen to Ephesians 2 verse 13 in the NIV. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 2 verse, um, another translation says, uh, um, to also Ephesians 2, it says, for, for it is the grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not from yourself. It is a gift of God. Understanding that we are looking into the scripture, both to speak of Jesus and breaking it open, that the distance, there's no longer distance. We are now part and parcel of this faith, that we are included in this Christianity, this way, this lifestyle and that I am part of it. There's a new king and his name is Jesus Christ. A new king with his new reign and dominion. And suddenly I'm part of it and I'm included in this message. I'm included in this lifestyle. He has brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. In fact, that, whole, that scripture says the following. It says, he has handpicked me. I'm part of him. He has handpicked me to be in his kingdom and in his authority. See, the Ephesians letter is not about culture, um, just about the culture and diversity. It is about that they were different, but it is a celebration of the church that they wanted to celebrate the diversity that is already there. 
And I think one of the things that we need to do in South Africa and we need to do as a church, we need to start celebrating what we have in our diversity, in the different ethnic groups and multi-ethnic groups and so forth. We are part and parcel of one thing. It's a God culture. We don't have different cultures anymore. There's a kingdom culture. So Ephesians 2 verse, verse 11 to 22 says the following. It says, therefore, Remember that formerly you were you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who called themselves the circumcisions, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from the citizen citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenant of the promise without hope and without God in this world. So we were far away from God. We were excluded in the death and the resurrection of Christ. They didn't see us as part of this covenant, but Christ came and did something for us. He says, for he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barriers. The dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with the commandments and the regulations. When I read that piece, breaking down the walls, I was thinking and, and reminded of the great wall of, of Berlin. Remember in those times there was families when, when that wall came up in, in the early sixties, it's just that when that wall came out, there was families on the opposite side, on the west and on the east side. And suddenly this wall came up in, and they were divided and, and families were on the other side. But I remember in 1989, when I saw that documentary, I could see the emotion of now we are one. Now I'm included. And his purpose was created in himself, one new humanity out of the two. This, thus making peace, he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. He included everyone. He says, in one body to reconcile both, to, both of them to God through the cross by which he put the death to the hostile. For through him we both have access to the Father by the Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also remember of his household, of also members of his household, building on the foundation of this apostle and the prophets with Jesus Christ himself. And this foundation of the apostle and prophets with Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, in him the whole building is joined together and raised to become the holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together and becoming a dwelling place in which God lives in spirit. See, God brought everything and Jesus took everything on himself. And Paul comes and explains to us and broke open that we couldn't understand this mystery. He comes and he says, listen, this is what you need to understand. You were far away, but I've brought you near. Jesus has brought us near and we are part of this. You're, uh, you, uh, we need to understand that we are not part of this temple, this body of Christ. And, and being part of it is a privilege. Being part of it, knowing that we have been handpicked. And I just want to say, girls and ladies, remember, the Bible says that we are built into the temple as bricks. We are now part of it. If we as man can be called the bride of Christ, you can be a stone. 
And although the Ephesians had their own temple, Artemis, they, they had this beautiful temple and they couldn't understand why now a new temple. And, and Paul comes and explains to them, listen, I want you to understand that the old is gone. The new has come. We are part and parcel of it. There's a new identity. And notice this one statement that arises from Paul's exposition of Jesus Christ, the reconciliation work of him. He says, we should see to bring the future into the present as much as possible. We should be, we should almost be colorblind as people often say, for one race is not unimportant. It is primary. We need to understand that. And I love what Helen Keller said. She said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Can you see the future in terms of being one in Christ? Can we bring that future into our present? We should appreciate diversity and seek to bring all races and faces to Jesus who binds us together in the unified as people. I don't know if some of you would remember this, but in the 90s, there was this uh, um, TV station or channel, Simonier, We Are One. And I loved it because it spoke about it spoke of, of we are one as a nation. And another thing that we always hear is the whole thing of Ubuntu. And this one definition says, I am because we are. You see, when Paul writes to us in, in this letter, he always, he never uses I that, that excluded the Gentiles. He always uses the words we, us, unity. The body, because it is that that we unify with each other. The diversity testify of the power of the gospel, the power of this witness that we are part of the King, Jesus Christ. We don't merely want to see diversity for diversity's sake. We don't want to do that, but we want to see it because of the gospel who is central to it, that the gospel manifests through the lordship and the uniqueness of of this church. The church is the, the front runners when it comes to diversity and different and multi-ethnic groups. But still we have one. And we have one thing in common, the kingdom of God. And we are part of that. It helps to clarify where the gospel fits in and why the gospel is so important. You see, the cross is a central point when it comes to this. It's because of the cross that there was forgiveness and there was reconciliation and there was hope and there was life and there was unity. You can read that in verse 14 to 17. Notice that Christ has done it. Everything that he did, he, every reconciliation that he did, everything, there's an action word towards it. He made it. He broke down. He abolished. He created. He reconciled. And we have to preach that. That's what happened in these verses that there was action taking place. And now we have become one. In Galatians 3 verse 26 to 28, and we have heard this before. And he says, for all of you who were baptized in Christ, having clothed yourself with Christ. So in Christ Jesus, you all children of God through faith, there is neither Jews nor Gentiles, neither slave nor freeman, nor there is male or female, for you all are one in Christ Jesus. 
And I believe when we need, what we need to do to establish this grace in our life, in this, this authority, this new culture, the kingdom culture that we don't pull out the race card wherever we can or, or whenever it suits us, but we need to understand that we are now one. There's a grace card that we need to play. And there's three things that I want to share with you. The first is that we need to connect. Creating unities, facilitate opportunities to discover and to do life together. We need to share our stories. What's your story? I mean, one of my best friends was his father. Uh, he's a white guy and his father was in the army and he only had one thing. He only knew what it is to live with white people. And suddenly, yeah, this colored guy comes into his life and his whole life Changed Not because of me, but because we shared our stories. And I remember this one weekend, this off weekend, when I said to him, come with me and come, come visit by me for this weekend. It was a huge eye opener for him because we connected over that weekend. I connected with him in his household and he connected with me in my household. That brings and creates unity. I think we need to collaborate because we are the catalyst of the future. We need to take action, identify social and spiritual and cultural goals that we can reach more effectively together. Let's collaborate as a church and, and in our city because God is calling you and I to be part of this. And the best thing that we can do is the last thing, and I'm ending on for this, is we need to celebrate how do we celebrate? We need to cultivate transformation. We need to measure the positives and keep up the positives in saying, God, we know that you have done this because it's, a, it's not just a religion. It's a relationship and we are forming relationships with each other. We are joined together and building together. Each one is relating to another special way and we are all growing together in Christ practically. It means that every person counts. We need each other. We need your talents. We need your time. We need your treasure. We need your love, your resources, and your encouragement. Because we are part and parcel of this. And I want to end off with this scripture. In Ephesians 1 verse 20, 22 to 23. We as the church are the power and we need to see it. Listen to this. It says the church you see, the church you see is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks, he acts, and in which he fills everything with his presence. We are the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And let's Let's do this with our diversity. Let's celebrate what we have as a church, as Doxadeo Hatfield and as Doxadeo Raslow. We are part and parcel of a new culture, a kingdom culture. And there's a new king in our midst. And he wants to be part of our lives. His presence is with us. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this opportunity. That no matter who we are, no matter what our background is and what our history is, Lord, we know 
what our future holds. And our future is Jesus Christ and His kingdom. His lordship over our lives. His word and His opinion over our lives. And I want to pray, Father, that we will start living and moving and have our being in our new identity. And that's the opinion of Christ over our lives. I pray that we will really walk together, live together, and that we will celebrate as we journey through the book of Ephesians. Because that's what you want us to do as a church today. We need to celebrate our differences, not just as Doxadio, but Lord, as a church in the corporate. I pray this, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen.